0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Tonight in Chicago, the last floor show was just concluding at Dell Shipley's nightclub. In her attractive apartment above the Golden Peacock, Dell had just put through a call to Lily Devon in Wakefield. Hello? Hello, hon. This is Dell. Oh, hello. How are you? Well, hope it's all right calling you so late. <laughs> You know I never go to bed this early, Dell.
1: Well, I thought maybe now that you're living down there in the country, you might have reformed.
0: Not this baby. At least not yet. How's everything at the Peacock these days?
1: All right. We miss you, of course. Cut it out. <laughs> no, honestly, things don't seem the same. I can't get used to it.
0: You mean it's so peaceful and quiet?
1: <laughs> well, come to think of it. But tell me, how's the supper club coming along?
0: Oh, just fine, Dell. Up to my ears and paperwork at present. I've got most of the estimates, and we're just about ready to start. Yes,
1: well, hun, I guess you've run into some trouble getting materials and stuff, haven't you?
0: Yes, but I think we'll be able to manage. You won't need a lot of lumber, and that's a good thing. Fixtures are still kind of scarce, too, but the contractor thinks he can wangle what we'll need. Sounds as if you've really
1: been there pitching. Well,
0: haven't had any trouble finding things to keep me busy. That's a cinch.
1: Good for you. Keep up the good work, hun. Oh, uh, by the way, have you seen David Bowman at the bank about the loan? Well,
0: not yet, but I'm seeing him tomorrow.
1: I see. I-, I wondered.
0: Well, had to wait until I got the estimates from the contractors. Everything's all set now.
1: Fine. You can send the papers up special delivery as soon as they're ready for me to sign.
0: Well, that's what I planned to do.
1: you like David. He's a swell guy. I'm sure he'll be just as helpful as he can be, knowing you're a friend of Aunt Mary's.
0: Mm, yeah. Uh, isn't he Kit Calvert's uncle?
1: Mm-hmm. But you mustn't hold that against him. He's nothing like her father. He's her mother's brother.
0: Well, I didn't know. Thought I might run into a little interference from him.
1: Oh, my, no. He's a very nice person, good sense of humor, and he's been around a lot. Traveled a great deal when he was younger. You probably like talking to him.
0: I met him once, briefly.
1: Well, don't let it worry you that he's related to the Calvert gang. Doesn't mean a thing.
0: Okay, thanks for the tip.
1: Uh, Speaking of the Calverts, Lily, what's the news on the custody suit? Have you heard anything?
0: Oh um, yes, I have, Dell. Mm.
1: Then it started? Yeah. Well, how's it going? I've been thinking about it a lot, wondering what's cooking down there.
0: Well, I'm afraid it's not so good, Dell. Looks pretty bad, in fact.
1: You mean they're running into trouble?
0: Yeah. And Mary dropped around yesterday. She was kind of discouraged.
1: Well, if Mary's feeling blue, it must be bad. Uh, did she tell you much about it?
0: Well, quite a lot. This lawyer Ben Calvert's hired has made mincemeat of every witness Bill's lawyer's put on the stand. How come? Well, Angus McKillop, that's Bill's man, puts them on the stand and it looks pretty good. And this other guy starts firing questions at them. And it always winds up looking as if Kit Calvert is a poor, innocent little victim or something. And that Bill's a heel. The way he twists things around, Aunt Mary says, I guess he's pretty slick.
1: Oh, darn it. Well, I sure hope it won't be a walk away. I hope McKillop can drag it out for a while.
0: Oh, I think it's far from settled. But Aunt Mary says no, unless something happens. She's afraid Bill's going to lose the case. Makes you feel kind of like a bum. Nothing you can do about it.
1: Yeah. Well, hon, maybe there will be something we can do about it. Meanwhile, you keep up the good work and let me know how you come out with David Bowman at the bank.
0: I will, Dell. Thanks for calling. Nice to hear your voice, you old so-and-so.
1: <laughs> oh, well, good night, Lily.
0: <laughs> good night, Dale. <sighs> oh,
1: so, even Mary thinks things look bad. And she's always hopeful if there's any reason at all to hope. Well, I'm going down and talk to Lisa again. I've got to make her see that the only decent thing for her to do is to go to Wakefield and tell the truth. Confess that the baby is hers and she's just got to. I'll talk to her. I'll make her see it. Yes? Who is it? It's Del, Lisa. Oh. Come in, Del. I wanted to catch you before you left tonight.
2: I'm glad you came in, Del. I was planning to stop in and see you. Won't you sit down? Yeah, I will. Did you see the show tonight?
1: No, Lisa. That's not the reason I came. Lisa, I just talked to Lily on the phone. Oh? How is Lily? I hope she's not homesick already. No, we didn't talk about that. Anyway, she's been too busy to think about herself much.
2: Yes, I suppose getting the supper club started and everything. Yeah.
1: Lily did give me some news, though, about Bill's custody suit. Oh? It's not going well.
2: That's too bad. Yes, it is, Lisa.
1: Looks as if Bill's going to lose. That kid will be get custody of the baby permanently.
2: I see. Well, is that all you have to say? Well, what am I supposed to say, Dell? We've talked the whole thing over again and again. I told you how I feel about it. Why do you keep pestering me? Why can't you let me alone? Even if I did let you alone, you'd still have your conscience to bother you? Not if you didn't keep reminding me, talking about it. I have my own life now. The past is over, forgotten. It doesn't mean anything.
1: You're trying to forget the past, Lisa, but you'll never be able to. If you let that custody suit go through the way it's going, let your child stay in Kit Calvert's possession. You'll regret it for the rest of your life.
2: It seems to me that's my business, Dell. I've told you over and over how I feel. I have a right to happiness, too. Happiness with land. Not unless you tell him the truth. I can't stand this anymore, Dell. You've been pounding at me for weeks now. Every time I see you. What are you trying to do? Do you think you can wear me down finally just by harping and harping? Yes, that's exactly
1: what I'm trying to do, Lisa.
2: I want you to see what a mistake you're
1: making. And I want you to face it.
2: No, it's no use, Dell. I'm not going to change my mind. I can't.
1: Lisa, think of all the people who are concerned. Bill, Peggy, Nicholas Dawn, not to mention your own husband, Lance. Think of Bill going through this trial, thinking this baby he's fighting to get custody of is his own son. And think of Lance. He wants a child, Lisa. You told me so. Now, is it fair to him not to tell him he has a child, a fine baby son? And think what it means to Bill if he loses the custody of that baby.
2: Seems to me, Dell, that that's the best solution. If Bill doesn't get custody of the baby, there's nothing to stand between him and Peggy. They can get married.
1: Peggy's wedding invitation came in the mail today. By the time the whole thing settles, she'll be married to Nicholas Dawn.
2: But why couldn't Peggy wait until after the trial, until she knew exactly how it was coming out?
1: It isn't just a question of whether Peggy marries Bill Mead or Nicholas, Lisa. There's much more to it than that. Here these people are all being dragged through a terrific emotional strain, Bill worrying about the baby's welfare, and Peggy on tenderhooks, and Lefty and Aunt Mary.
2: I thought Lefty wanted Peggy to marry Nicholas.
1: He wouldn't if he understood the circumstances.
2: Well, I'm sorry, Dell, but you can't change my mind. Besides, as I've tried to make you understand, it's not my responsibility. It's Kit now. The baby is hers. She took him from me. I went through the worst misery I ever had in my life because of it. But it's finished. Lance and I'll start over. Perhaps we'll have another child.
1: Lisa, you're making a terrible mistake. Someday, unless you change your mind now, you'll regret it bitterly. I'm sure of that. Sooner or later, it'll catch up with you, one way or another. These things always do.
2: That's something I'll have to find out for myself. Dell, I... I appreciate what you did and giving me this job when I came to Chicago. It's meant a lot to me, getting back my confidence. And I have got it back now. But the way things are with us, well, I think it'd be better if I left.
1: You mean you want to leave the show?
2: Yes. It'll be better, Dell. My contract's up in a few days. It's a good time to make a change. This is what I meant to tell you. Lance and I are going to New York the
0: end of next week. Del Shipley's last hope that she might persuade Lisa to save Lefty Larkin's daughter from an unhappy marriage, save Bill Mead the agony and humiliation of fighting for custody of a child which isn't his own, was shattered. Lisa Fenner intended to cut herself off completely from the past, renounce all responsibility toward the baby son she relinquished to, Kit Calvert, and toward the people whose lives had been affected by that action. The answer to all Dell's hopes was nothing.